If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Hopeful Hints, hosted by Dr. Tara, guides and supports those on the often challenging and isolating journey of women's health concerns and infertility. There's a particularly powerful episode that you should check out called All Things Endometriosis, which dives deep into understanding the condition to help the many women who suffer from endometriosis and have no idea they have it, and healthcare providers who are uneducated about it, making the diagnosis process so difficult. Check out Hopeful Hints on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to the Nurse Wellness Podcast, empowering nurses to manage stressors so they can intentionally reconnect with their purpose, optimize their wellness, and ultimately show up in the world the way they want to be seen. I'm your host, nurse practitioner, Wendy Garvin-Mayo, your stress solution strategist. In this podcast, you'll receive actionable stress management tips, insightful interviews, and strategies that focus on inspiring you to be your best, do your best, and give your best. With that, let's get started. Well, welcome Kiwana Thomas to the Nurse Wellness Podcast. I am so happy that you are here to talk to us about financial wellness, which is a very important topic and can impact our other dimensions of wellness. So let's get started. So let's start by you just telling us a little bit about yourself and what inspired you to get into your current field. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Wendy, for this opportunity. I love how you are spreading wellness, especially to our healthcare industry. We appreciate our frontline workers who go hard for us every single day. Um, I am Kiwana Thomas. I am your favorite financial strategist. And what I do first is I help eliminate the money stress so you can live the life that you've always dreamed of, all while building a legacy at the same time. And one of the main reasons why um, I started to do this, or me and my husband actually do this together, but one of the main reasons why we do this is because we're just tired of seeing people, one, taken advantage of by the things that they don't know, and two, um, it's that it wasn't taught in school. And somehow when we get over the hump of school and marriage and things like that, we sometimes kind of can have communication issues, like you're supposed to know this, you're supposed to know that, and or vice versa. And truly, we all learn as we go by learning each other's habits and each other's feelings and kind of putting a financial bubble over your house. And that's why we do what we do. We want to make sure that the communication flows easy. Money is not a problem. So you can get out there and live your best life or work your hardest without finances getting in the way. And just really be able to be approved for some of those things that you want, like houses or investing in your college funds, you know, those things that we all aspire. We just want to make it simple and easy. So that's why we do what we do. We enjoy doing what we do and just being a blessing to others. You know, you said something very key about it's not taught in school, which I think is ironic because we go to school, we go to college, we get all these degrees, we get jobs, right, to mm-hmm. increase our income, our bottom line, right? And then what do you do with that money? How do you manage it? And no one really talks about that unless, you know, they meet someone like yourself or your husband. 
um, you know, or someone else in the financial space to really help you uh, manage your money. But in our minds, we're just, you know, developing our careers, going for more career development, more, you know, initials, more experience. For what, though, is really the question. Um, So in your own words, how would you define financial wellness? Oh, my goodness. You know what financial wellness is for me? It's just having options. Having the choice to do this or to do that. I'm not locked into an area because I feel like I can't. say this kind of candidly, but it's true, right? You know, some of my favorite people who make the most money love to shop at Roth, right? But if they wanted to, they could shop at Neiman's. <laughs> they could shop for the coach, but they prefer some of the discounts or the, you know, the dress deals or Neiman's rack or something like that. But um, they have options. They have choices. And that to me is what financial freedom and wellness really is and then the wellness part of it is not stressing about it because you you're right we graduate we have the degrees some of us are working in the field of our degrees especially I know in the area of healthcare some nursing schools have a financial coach or have a financial uh, structure and system some don't my cousins graduated and they had to when both of them graduated they're both nurses one had to sit and take a little minute while the other one went to go full on in their further professional degree, getting the LPN status, the RN status, while the other one had to find a source of income that was consistent coming in to meet the demands of that um, that job and that shift and you actually wanting to fulfill your career. So financial wellness to me is just relieving the stress and knowing that you can go have that dream that you've worked so hard for you can go ahead and fund those things that you that are important to you and your family and be able to live, breathe, and exhale knowing everything is taken care of. So that's to me like financial freedom and financial wellness. Yes, and some people in the community and the nurse uh, wellness hub community was saying it's stability and being able to pay for things and not worry about it. What mindset shifts do you think people need who really don't understand financial wellness or understand the importance of financial freedom? Where can they start? Because I know it starts with, you know, everything starts with a mindset. (laughs) Absolutely. Everything starts with those, uh, especially those money mind blocks, right? First, believing that you're supposed to have it. And if I may shift back a little bit, because some of us who maybe are first time graduates, or first-time college graduates who've gone so far, who wanted to do well, sometimes we've seen as the people who also take care of, we open the door, we take care of our house, we take care of our mom, we're looked to as leaders in the home, having it all together, right? Um, I believe the first money roadblock that you gotta, you have to shift is instead of giving, like financially teaching, stepping back and getting some financial education under your belt, some financial structure of certain ways and skills so that when you are reaching back, you know, opening the door for the niece, you know, cause they're coming right behind you, you know, um, but opening that door with knowledge, with key points and strategies on, honey, we gotta do this together. I can't just give, give, give to you, but we're gonna come up together. We wanna be risen together so that we can bring other people up here with us. Otherwise, 
by just giving and loaning and because you are necessarily sometimes that first person that people look to. Instead of just doing that, you have to realize and understand that we must first remove the sense of give, 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 but input knowledge. What can I do to help you get out of the situation or and help you better yourself so that we both can kind of be up together? So the first thing is, I know I just work with a lot of people who have givers hearts. And from the background, we want to, we want to help, 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 but also realizing that in order to help people, you have to first educate. So I would say the first mind, money mindset roadblock you have to get over is understand you made it this far, you're educating this far, you got to this place, not just to always give everything away, but to teach, to grow, to share your experience, you know, and then we take one step, a, take one step at a time and getting disciplined and all that other type of stuff. But the first roadblock I would always say is understanding that you're here to teach. You're here to pass down your experience and knowledge. And that can sometimes be the first block to shift because you've made it. You want to share the wealth and that's true and that's all good, but let's not share without education. I love that. And in order to do that, you have to educate yourself. Absolutely. So whether you have a coach, you have an accountant, you have to really seek out these people and um, educate yourself so you can educate family members who come to you with their handout. Exactly. And then not be afraid to invest right in that knowledge um, so that you can pass it down, not be afraid to continue with the personal and professional development that make you you continue with those self-care options that keep a smile on your face and keep you working hard and, and earning that great income. So secondly, not being afraid to just invest in yourself, invest in your self-care. That's something else, especially as women, we uh, tend to give and pour and pour that we forget, hey, we need to be poured on, you know? And sometimes I reminded my uh, cousins this, when you're going through those times when the purse strings are kind of tight, you got to, to me, a non-negotiable is your self-care, is what keeps you going, taking care of those patients, is what keeps you, you know, going day after day, not just looking at those finances, but understanding you are a person and there are some things that you don't have to give up in order to get to a better financial place. I totally agree with you. And that leads me to my next topic I want to talk about um, is really the relationship people have with money. And, you know, self-care is essential because if you don't have self-care, your relationship with money can be very questionable, right? What are your thoughts on emotions and finances? Oh, come on, Wendy, that retail therapy. I know what you're talking about. (laughs) <laughs> you know it. Oh my goodness. I, um, with my clients, I talk about this so often. I call the finance, the finances are really just the smoke, the fire that's burning deep within. And the first alert, alert, like, what the fuck is your finances? It's always going to be your money, right? You're not feeling well about yourself. It's like a band aid. I'm going to go out and buy this. COVID hit, right? Everybody was stuck at home. We can't go anywhere. We're like, ah, we can't control it. And we naturally want to control areas of our environment. But when you start telling us we can't go anywhere, okay, that's why Amazon, you know, the boxes went up. 
people were seeing the small packages arrive. You know, you had, um, it's so funny. We had some, um, some clients who the husband was like, well, I only bought one thing from Amazon. And she's like, yeah, but, but I, I may have bought like these five or six boxes, but it didn't add up nearly to the amount you spent. So we retail therapy a lot, right? Or, you know, even on how we feel about ourselves, you know, breakups. Oh my goodness. We sometimes go splurge for that. Or if we feel like, here's one. If we feel like, um, this is a kind of sneak, sneaky one. Um, oh, my mom always uh, cooks. You know, she tells me you got to cook, save money, cook, save money, cook, save money. But honey, I don't have a schedule to do that. But I know in my mind that, oh, mom says cooking is saving money. And I know in my mind, I need to go buy groceries to cook. But I know my career aspect knows that I just need to go ahead and buy food on the go. So I probably need a better dining out or eating out budget versus me buying groceries because I feel guilty, right? And eating out, which is totally ruining the budget, you know, or maybe I need to just have someone come and prepare my meals. But that may not be right. So it's even about feeling guilty sometimes about breaking away those traditions that we grew up around. So you spend more just not even realizing it. So I call that kind of like the sneaky, guilty, like guilt factor, too, when it comes down to your uh, <laughs> your retail therapy. But it can show up in many ways when you're not taking care of that self-care, or understanding who you are or even being comfortable with who you are, right? I just don't like to cook or whatever. Just accept that about yourself so that you can structure your finances around that. There is nothing wrong with that, you know? It's just accepting who you are. And in that way, you can keep the finances in order or keep the finances in check. Just accept the beauty that is you. But yes, Wendy, those finances, when it comes down to self-care is, girl, yes. Yeah, and I think you said something key about learned behaviors, because some people, you don't take the time to really develop your own coping mechanisms. So like you said, mom did it this way, or mom said that, or dad said this, dad said that, and then you just role model that behavior. So, um, you know, here with, you know, nurse wellness, we always talk about creating gaps in time to process. What are you yes, doing? Why are you doing it? And what do you yes. need to mitigate these issues? Yes, if I can also share personal story, right? So even like you don't have anybody come and clean your house, right? Like we clean our own house. I have four kids. I'm a mom of four beautiful children. I'm a wife. And then when COVID hit and everybody is hurt at home, you're like, everything's put on you. And, you know, I think I thought twice about, oh, my gosh, do I need to help hire somebody to come clean because I got to do this. Like, my plate just got dumped on. And here I am thinking, oh, no, but no matter how hard it got for mama, mama always cleaned the house. And it was a struggle for me to take a portion of that income and for my sanity. Right. Because I'd go spend that portion of income on everybody else to make them happy. But to utilize it for me, for my sanity, it was so hard to hire somebody to come in and just help me do the dishes. I mean, and it's it's strictly with that learned behavior. And and I look back at it now and I think, Juana, was it really that hard? But it was. It was like breaking something off of me that 
maybe because I didn't grow up with it or, you know, I'm not a therapist. I don't want to step in that lane. Or maybe I don't know if I was a worthiness issue. I don't know. But I was like, Kawana, you have to do something. And I imagine it like that for me could be something as far as just washing dishes. But I imagine what else it could be out there for people who may not have grown up and seen the type of things when you are at a certain level, your sanity has to take priority, you know, and it's okay to put your money in the things that can keep you going. And that's one of the reasons why self-care is not an option. It cannot be an option. It has to, some things are just non-negotiable for your strength. So what made you make the decision, pick up the phone and, you know, hire that person to help you do some housework? Oh, Wendy, it got, you know, so we have, I have four kids, one of which who is special needs. He has a, uh, he was born with a cardiac defect and he has a developmental delay due to early surgery that he's had to have. And I thought, okay, I'm superwoman. I still got it. I can still run my business and I can... (laughs) take care of my husband and still have my little checklist going oh my goodness honey that should sell so quickly and so maybe like maybe the first if I look back maybe like the first month um then the husband started you know oh you know this isn't looking the way I'm like well then you do it and you know you hear the you hear though you hear yourself getting a little short you know how we get a little short-handed like man I'm doing the best that I can do and it didn't realize on me Kawana call, you know, I don't have, you know, advocate for who, but I was like, call care.com and see if you can get somebody to come help because you shouldn't be getting short in this area because it's going to open the door to a whole lot of issues that I don't even necessarily need on top of what I already have to do. And I was like, okay, I'm, you know, filling out the app and then I'd stop. And I'm like, no, you know, I could do it. I, I could probably just pick it up on Saturdays and and it took me maybe about three weeks after that. So maybe two months to actually get someone in. And by that time, I was like drained. I'm like, whatever you do, whatever you want to do, just do it. I got this time scheduled. Whatever you can help clean, just clean. Because it just became too much. It just really became too much. And the only thing I can think of that held me back was truly just because my mom or my grandma, they didn't need help. And, you know, they had all these kids. We were running in and out and they didn't, ha- well, what I think, right? Because from a child's perspective, you don't really know and grasp everything. But what I remember was they don't have anybody coming to help clean or, you know, they did all the stuff themselves. And for me, I think I had to admit that Kawana, it's okay. It is okay to have some help. And when I got that help, oh my God. When I got like, I could actually finish this and go down and not have to look at the big stack of dishes in the sink. We are a family of six. Like it was like a exhale moment. And it reminded me uh, when I shared this this story with my families, they're like, yeah, that's how you make us feel. You know, that moment that you have all this crazy that's going on and you just about to pop and you give me our moment to exhale. And I'm like, y'all, well, I definitely, I definitely had that because, you know, you get so, you take care of so much, you do so much, you have a routine, something in place. And, and then when you actually begin to crack yourself, especially for a strong woman, I promise you, it may take a lot, but once you actually understand and accept the fact within yourself that I might need a little help in this area, it makes a ton of difference. It really does. I hope I answered your question there, Wendy, because that is just a sensitive spot for me, girl. That is 
I can totally totally relate to what you're saying. And I think you just really illustrated an example of how one dimension of wellness or environmental can impact others, right? So whether it's emotional, social, like your relationship with your husband, right? Your kids. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So I think you really just demonstrated that. So no, you definitely answered the question. Um, so I looked up some research, some stats on nurses. Okay. So right now, nurses make about $77,000 a year, mm-hmm. right? What does it mean to make that salary and live within your means? Okay. So we just we just went over this in my challenge too. Nobody really teaches us the percentages, right? And they have these ideal target numbers that sometimes when I share with people can be like staggering. Um, so to to kind of live between in within your means, let's kind of discuss some of those percentages and understand that you are not going to be there in the very beginning, but the percentages are to designed to kind of give you that disposable income that you may desire. So some of those it um, some of those percentages are you want your housing to be somewhere around thirty percent of your gross income. So what that number is that largely that seventy two or seventy seven thousand that you talked about, thirty percent of that you want to look at a payment when it comes down to your monthly housing, you know, how much you're paying for your rent, how much you're paying for your, um, how much you're paying for your mortgage. Why was that so hard? But, but yeah, your mortgage. And then you have something called like your um, consumer spending. This is like your consumer debt, your credit cards, um, personal loans, student loans, um, any type of debt that you have, I would say on your credit reports, that makes sense if you print your credit report and you're looking at that type of debt outside of the mortgage payment, that's where you kind of want to be around a little bit. They make a little bit higher and that number is kind of like around 45%. And then the rest you look at when you pull back for taxes and when you pull back for other things. Really to live, but that's the stats. To live within your means when I meet with people, one, it's different whether you're single or whether you're married. And if I can go a little bit in this train, because if you are married, you are dealing with the mindset of two different people. If you're single, it's kind of like, great, I can take those numbers, right? And I can make my little budget sheet and analyze it and cut where I need to cut and it'd be perfectly fine. And I can work my way of getting back on track so I can have the most disposable income and stay within my boundaries or parameters. But when you are married, you're dealing with not only your debt, their debt, their attitude about money, your attitude about money, your acceptance of how they feel about either being on a budget or not on a budget, your feelings on how you feel about having your money strained and understanding that it, what what do we call it? I wanna say it's like your wake up call it's your, okay, here we are. And if we're looking at, we're now upside down on the house for Kawana, they say 30, we're looking at 45% on the house. Now we are maybe house poor. Then you ask questions like, how did they even let that work? I've had people do that. Economies are different. Purse strings are different. But when you look at your overall financial picture, you start to take position on, okay, one, what is important to us? Are you the spender or are you the saver? Allowing the person who is maybe the spender 
let's not restrict them too much because you still want them to be open on where we're going. You want to be able to set a common goal with you and your spouse on where you're going. Because if you think about when you purchased that house, how quickly everything lined up, how quickly everybody was able to save for a deposit, how quickly everything, everybody, even children sometimes shift because we all want that big goal, that big dream, setting those in place first. And I've seen households shift in six months where it looks like years. I know for us, it was five years to shift into getting to a place of being healthy financially by doing it certain ways and strategically, God had us get completely debt free in two and a half years. And then we were able to become investors in real estate. So now we are adding to our income, therefore increasing our disposable income. So when you talk about things like staying within your boundaries, I wish I could say as easy as following some type of schedule, but it's honestly getting with someone who understands how to strategically set your finances together so it works for your entire household so that everybody has an opinion on it. So everybody wants to sail the ship in the area of what your goals are as a family unit. The last thing you want is to bring something in or a strategy in that works for you, you know, but doesn't work for the other people. And then you find yourself with holes in your ship because, oh, I got to cover this purchase or, oh, I got, you know, this gas issue because you don't want to be on the same page as me with where we're going. So it's important that you realize, like we went back before, what those some of those non-negotiables are. Massages are important. I know I've, the worst thing I can hear, and it makes me cringe, is that whole give up your coffee budget. These healthcare workers work long shifts. They need those extras. They need those little perks. Those are not things that you need to necessarily get up, give up. Work around, yes. Give up, not necessarily. To still hit your goal, to hit your dream, it's still possible. So when you're talking about spending and, and we're staying within our spending plan and staying within our budget, you are making good money. Yes, you may have to turn around and spend differently, understanding that you control your money. You can, you know, you actually just need to put the money towards the things that's going to make you hit your goal further and faster. And believe it or not, that is what opens up doors. I have one client who they are an attorney and her husband is a, a, a she's an attorney and he is a um, a salesman in, in his in his trade. They, when the whole student loan crisis and they were, you know, you don't have to pay your student loan payments. This was last year. And you can miss those and not get penalized. She came to me and she was like, Kawana, okay, now's the time. We got to hit these student loans even harder. And I'm like, yes, let's develop a strategy, a quick plan. In three months, they were able to save $13,000 get rid of those student loans. And now this year, 2021, they're walking into it with no student loan payment. All because they decided, one, to get a goal together. Everybody was on the same page. We strategically put them into a position to where, hey, we're able to now attack this thing with no you know, interest, no penalties. And we just throw the money at it and watch it just come down and dwindle and dwindle and dwindle. And we were just all getting excited and having the payoff party. But it is possible. It's just being strategic with you 
and your spouse, or if it's just you, I say you and God, y'all get an agreement and alignment on what you want for your life and just attack that bad boy. So I hope, you know, that answered it, but I, I just think it, it's, it's a little bit more strategic than just putting any type of system in place because that's what gets people frustrated. If I have a budget and I'm not saving money, if I have a budget and I can't spend on the things I like, then we have a problem. And you need a strategist. You need a better strategy to help you get to where you plan to go and then, or you and your spouse plan to go together. No, that, that was a great answer, a great comprehensive answer. So what I got from that is you need to really set goals for yourself. That is it. To really mm-hmm. understand what's important to you and your spouse or just you yourself if you're you're not married. Um, so mm-hmm. I think that that is is wonderful. And I also you, think, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, because you know, even when you're by yourself, I think about the time when I wasn't married, as long as I had a goal in place, when I, I owned my first home at 23, when that, when I had that eye on my home, I was like, oh, well, I'm not out here trying to buy shoes every time I get paid, you know, as a thank you to myself, you know, I'm not trying to do those things. I'm kind of tightening things up. So what happens is once you get the goal, you set another one. You just set another one, even if that's to invest in my kids' college or if that is to take that vacation because I work hard. Vacations are important. You know, even if that's your goal, it's going to honestly keep you in line with your spending. No, absolutely. And can you tell us a little bit about um, investing in 401ks, mm-hmm. um, you know, things like that, that our employer may provide? How important is that when you talk about financial freedom and, you know, being oh debt free? Let me tell you, this is the one thing where people leave a lot of money on the table. Now, I have a background as an auditor. My background is accounting. My background is financial advising. And this is the number one advice that I give to anybody. I don't care what your income looks like. If you started a job or if you know you're about to get a raise, you want to max out that match with your 401k. It is literally the difference between you even having maybe a larger down payment for your home because there are certain things you can dip in and borrow for and not be penalized. I mean, your 401k can help do so much more for your future than when you retire. It, um, I know for us, I can use myself as an example, um, when we had to live 10 months off of savings. When in the 2008 crisis, everything was just down. My husband came back from Iraq. He couldn't get a government job. We had to literally live off of savings for 10 months. Moved to North Carolina on our last $600. And when we got that job, he said, you want to, okay, we got to find a new way to make it, find a way to do our budgeting. And I was like, well, you know, the non-negotiable is we have to max out the 401k. We have to max that out. Because if you max it out with your first check or first or second check, you know, it takes a little bit. But if you max it out, then you'll never miss it. And then it increases with every single raise that you get. Now, I wouldn't necessarily say over max it because there's other places that you can put your money at to get better returns. But there is no return greater than an instant either 100 percent back on what you just put in so that if anything gets lost, it's not necessarily your money first. But what that allows you to do, what that nest egg allows you to do is this. So that was in 2000 and 
2010, we started. We bought our home in Florida in 2017, so seven years. We were able to look at that balance, which was over six figures, and I felt really good about pulling out a larger down payment so that my mortgage can be well affordable for me um, in any type of season, but well affordable for me. And I'm thanking God we did that so early. I could not even imagine saying, oh, no, David, we don't have the money to do that. Um, we, we, we're we too strained or too stressed. I look back, if we hadn't did that, could you imagine? I mean, the interest rates was great last year, but when we were buying, you know, it was a little, it's a little up there, depending on how the economy is. I was thankful that we had that, you know, amount to go in and grab it. And we're just like, oh, we can breathe and we can set our own rates. That is also what financial freedom is. It puts you in the driver's seat to do a lot of things that you would not have been able to do. I wouldn't have been able to be like, okay, here's what I'm, I want my mortgage payment to be not what the bank tells me it has to be. That's control. That is where you want to be when it talks about financial peace, financial freedom, having the choice to be able to do, you know, choose my own payment. So when you talk about 401k, you have to, I would say, at least do what you can to meet that match that your company is giving you. You will thank yourself for it later. And if you're sitting back and you're like, yeah, Kawana, this is all good, you know, but you don't know my financial situation. I got it. I understand. I'm with you because I am not, have not been the place who's always been up, up, up with the finances. I understand. So here is what I would tell you to do. Every year, there's a time when um, you get a little, little boost in pay, a little boost in raise, right? Consider, consider taking that boost in raise and just putting it on your 401 or in your 401k. There's also, if I may speak candidly, Wendy, starting July 15th, child tax credit, okay, that's coming down the pipeline that you have to literally say no to because it's coming, whether you like it or not, as long as you filed your taxes and you're getting so much per child and then there's different ways that that works. But consider that time doing, taking that money for your 401k and just meeting that max, meeting that max. These are some strategic times where you can definitely make this money work in your favor. And I'm telling you, just like I was and just like he was, we were like, whoa, man, we actually can do this and be okay. Yes, we can. So I'm not, you know, I don't advocate for what you guys do if you take it out for your home or not, but just having that as a choice, having that as an option, that is boss level status. That is where you want to be in your life financially. It's about having choices and you being in the driver's seat, no one telling you what you need to do. So Kiwan, how can people get in contact with you if they want to talk to you a little more about what you do or what resources you know you may have? How can they find you? Okay, well, you can look me up right here on Facebook. Um, I am at set number four, increase. Uh, where we get you set up for the increase in your life. Um, but I can be found on Instagram, LinkedIn, um, all your social networks, just at set for increase. And then if you are someone, like I said, who is, you know, sitting there saying, you know what, Kiwana, this sounds like something I do need to take my finances by the reins. You know, I, I do want to get in that driver's seat or see how I can strategically position myself in a better position 
when it comes around next year, I'm not in the same boat, right? We have a uh, resource for you. It's called the, uh, the 10 Financial Things We Think You Need to Know. And it's just letting you know some of the things that we can help out with as well. And that is just a simple bit.ly link. And it's bit.ly forward slash set for increase. It couldn't be any easier <laughs> than that. But um, yes, um, I would just love to help you just get from under that. I mean, it's, it's the air is better. You know, you have a legacy of people coming behind you. You guys have worked so hard for what you have and attained. And we just want to give you some smiles and peace and breathing along with it. So eliminate that money stress. Absolutely. And we'll put that link in the show notes for you to um, get that free resource and I will be downloading it to myself. (laughs) But uh, before we get um, out of here, I do want to take you through a rapid fire if that's okay. Okay, that's fine. Great. Um, So wellness means? Oh, geez, maybe I wasn't ready. (laughs) Um, Choices. (laughs) I know I'm stressed one. I can't sleep at night. My go-to stress management solution is? My budget sheet. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> if I can put it on that plan, oh, oh, everything's good. Like, oh, good. It, yeah. If I can get, I, 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 we do, we give financial peace for the whole year. We don't, we don't play around with this month to month stuff. Because, <laughs> you know, sometimes things pop up in December and I need to know about it now. So we, we make sure. You're good for the whole year. And baby, if something comes up, I need, as long as it's on that sheet, I'm not concerned. <laughs> I love it. The last time I had a belly laugh was? Right now. <laughs> <laughs> One thing on my bucket list is? To go to Paris. Oh, nice. We went there on our honeymoon. Very nice place. Oh, um, and the last, last thing is one thing I learned about myself during this pandemic is? It's okay to ask for help. I do not have to be superwoman. That was my huge breakthrough. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. This conversation has been full of pearls and nuggets. Um, So thank you so much. And we'll have to have you back sometime. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Wendy. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review. Between episodes, you can follow the Nurse Wellness Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Before you go, I would love to share a free mindfulness ebook with you. Go to stressblueprint.com backslash 35 and download your free copy. Until next time, go out and be your best, do your best, and give your best. If you enjoy podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Hopeful Hints, hosted by Dr. Tara, guides and supports those on the often challenging and isolating journey of women's health concerns and infertility. There's a particularly powerful episode that you should check out called All Things Endometriosis, which dives deep into understanding the condition to help the many women who suffer from endometriosis and have no idea they have it and healthcare providers who are uneducated about it, making the diagnosis process so difficult. Check out Hopeful Hints on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.